Hello friends, this is Matt, and welcome back to Something From Everything, a podcast about embracing and making meaning and discovering wisdom through telling better stories. And this is episode 12 of the Something From Everything podcast. This one is entitled Just Beyond, and I'm so excited to share it with you. Writing is a funny and slippery thing, and I had a few different posts, which all just seemed like sure things, uh, all lined up neatly in my mind, which is not a neat place, so I should know better. (laughs) And they were all, you know, technically, theoretically, ready to be the next episode, and none of them would translate to the page. And then this one, I just kind of fell in love with the specifics of the details as I was recounting them and writing them down. And what's really fun is I had two particular different experiences that I wanted to write about. I wasn't sure how. And then as I was writing this, I realized I'd completely forgotten about this, that the two things I was talking about happened on the same day and that they were actually part of the same narrative. So they all got included, which is good because everything belongs. So I hope you enjoy this one. This one is episode 12, Just Beyond. Thanks for listening. We made our maiden voyage on Sunday. It was a perfect day for kayaking, slightly overcast, not nearly as showy as the clear blue skies and radiant sun of the days preceding. Sunday was noticeably cooler, with endless ribbons of pale clouds weaving across the sky. Through the clouds, we could still see the sun and feel its warmth upon us, but it was muted. Perfect. My partner and I loaded up the kayaks onto the roof racks, our old car creaking under the weight as we stood on wheels and blindly passed the ratcheting straps back and forth. Once loaded, we headed towards Wood Lake to a quiet pebble beach and our favorite kayak launching point. Along the way, we passed an elderly lady partially hunched over, carrying plastic plates to a backyard table, covered in bright yellow plastic tablecloth. Table settings were spread around the makeshift dining table, and bright pink and purple tulips sat in a tall vase in the middle. There was no fence surrounding her backyard or obstructing our view, and noticing our curious stares, she smiled and waved in our direction. Further on down the road, amidst slow-moving traffic and road construction, we passed an old steepled Catholic church with a line of cars curled around the building. At the front of the line, there stood a priest and nun dressed in their full robes with blue disposable gloves on their hands and their faces covered by plastic face shield. The priest was blessing and handing out the communion to participants in their cars, extending the bread and wine or grape juice and wafers, for all I know, on a round silver tray that had been attached to a long, flat stick. It might have looked ridiculous to some. It certainly would have in any year before 2020. I didn't find it ridiculous at all. Only strange and brave and beautiful. My eyes began to water, and I looked away from the scene, embarrassed at being so unexpectedly overcome. Then, turning towards the passenger seat, I watched my love wipe a finger along her own eye. We drove forward in silence. We arrived at the beach and unloaded our kayaks into the water. 
Wood Lake and Kalamalka Lake are connected by a narrow channel, and we paddled towards this. We noted rocky outcroppings and small stones clearly visible beneath our boats, the channel far too shallow for any but the smallest and simplest of watercraft. The spring runoff would surely raise it in time, and soon enough there will be a queue of boats waiting their turn to cross through the channel. But early in the season, on this most precious of days, there are no boats upon the water. From a distance, Kalamelka Lake appears a brilliant emerald green, but on the surface of the water it is dark and glassy, even as a slight wind causes small waves to spill over the nose of my kayak. We navigate through tall reeds that extend beyond the surface of the water, giving way easily as we glide among them. In time, these shallow coastal waters will be filled with lilies. This is usually where we turn around, begin our return trip, but not on this day. As I look up, I find my partner moving away from the reeds and shore and into open water, a good 50 feet in front of me heading for who knows where. I am both alone and tethered. I catch up to her and we continue along the shore. There is no development here, only nature and endless signs of no trespassing. It makes us want to trespass, makes us wish we had a blanket and some food for an impromptu illegal picnic. We continue on just beyond, just a little further. We come across an eagle, perched atop a lone, solitary pine higher than all others. We take out our cell phones to attempt to capture her and fail miserably. Our eyes, though not nearly as powerful or clear as hers, do a much better job of focusing on her, obscuring all other objects in our field of view that are not her than our cameras do. This is a wonder even as we disappointingly return our phones to our pockets. We come across a small cave covered in sprayed graffiti. Painted across the rocks are names of couples paired together or encased in hearts, graduation classes of numerous years, illegible words partially covered over, and a beautiful rendition of a raven and bear face to face, and a large smiley face painted over top of them. The caves are unofficially named after the smiley face that so often frequents them, but the placement of it over this scene seems obtrusive and violent. With each new sight and landmark, we discuss turning back. I've known for a while now where my wife is leading me. It's long been a goal of hers to kayak to Kalamelka Lake's Z Cliffs, a large rock face where the jutting rock and shadow create the shape of a Z. Or Z? I guess we're Canadian. <laughs> We are a long way from where we launched, but the cliffs have never been closer. In the silent rhythm of watching the coastline and endlessly cutting through the water, I've been thinking about David White's poem, Just Beyond Yourself. On the surface, it's a simple poem about living beyond your comforts and familiarities, about extending your boundaries, but somehow the heart of the poem has always seemed to elude me the way all great poetry does, until you're ready to hear it. Are you ready to hear it? I'll read it for you. Just Beyond Yourself by David White Just beyond yourself, it's where you need to be. Half a step into self-forgetting, 
and the rest restored by what you'll meet. There is a road always beckoning. When you see the two sides of it closing together at that far horizon and deep in the foundations of your own heart at exactly the same time, that's how you know it's the road you have to follow. That's how you know it's where you have to go. That's how you know you have to go. That's how you know. Just beyond yourself. It's where you need to be. On that day, and on most days since, I've been thinking about the word just. How crucial it is. Just beyond yourself. I think of how my sly wife knew where we were going all along, but kept beckoning to the next landmark. How she invites me to expand myself by degrees. That the only decision before us is whether we will shrink or expand. Follow that road or return home. Retreat or embrace what is next. As we glide through the water, the next is finally our destination. The cliffs are hidden from sight as we approach, guarded by Canadian geese camouflaged amongst the grey rock face, hidden and spread amongst the crevices. It is a strange sight, and it is one I've never encountered before. These iconic guardians, stationed and keeping watch. As we round the bend in the rock, the cliffs extend as high as we can crane our necks, the slightest rays of sun peeking through the openings at the very top. The cameras come out again and again, fail to capture the immensity of it all, how small you feel in the face of it but they are still glorious pictures. At Z Cliffs, we finally turn around. We might have stretched the use of the word just. All told, we were on the water for three and a half hours and paddled over 15 kilometers that day. Later, my sore right wrist would turn out to be tendonitis that would require a few weeks of anti-inflammatories, compression wraps, and rest before returning to normal. It's a price I will gladly pay for extending my boundaries for a day like that. It occurs to me that this is what all of us are doing right now and continually invited into, going just beyond ourselves. That's what the elderly woman was doing, setting up tulips on a rickety backyard table. That's what the priest and nun were doing, extending sacraments on makeshift trays. What each participant was doing, lining up and taking communion in their car. It's what each of us has been doing, willingly or forced, with varying degrees of success or acknowledgement, for just over a year now. We are beckoned further than ever before. The just beyond is demanding and difficult so often. We have been flexible, adaptable, exhausted, stretched, and strained all of it, but we are also greater, expanded. We are further than we've ever been before, far past where we were previously comfortable. Just beyond yourself, it's where you need to be, and it is exactly where we are.
Well, friends, there it is. Episode 12 of the Something From Everything podcast, Just Beyond. Taken, of course, from David White's poem, Just Beyond Yourself. That poem is copyright Many Rivers Press, read and printed with their permission. Many Rivers Press is located in Langley, Washington, USA, and you can find David White's many works at www.davidwhite.com, and that's White, W-H-Y-T-E. That particular poem is from the book The Bell and the Blackbird, and thank you, Many Rivers Press, for allowing me to read that poem in its entirety. The music at the intro was Memory by Creo, and at the end there is Dazed by Airtone. Both are licensed under Creative Commons, non-commercial attribution license, and you can find Creo's and Airtone's music at freemusicarchive.org. If you enjoy reading more than listening, I don't know why you're here, but thank you, thank you. You can find, as always, the full written posts with hyperlinks, as well as these audio recordings at my site, www.somethingfromeverything.com. And while you're there, you can subscribe. I promise I hardly ever send anything out, so I won't fill your email with spam, but I can let you know if there's something new or exciting coming up. You can interact with this post and me, of course, by following the Something From Everything podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And if you enjoy this podcast, consider sharing it with a friend you think might enjoy it. And if you happen to be listening on an Apple device, would you take a moment and leave a review for this podcast? Those reviews are a joy to me, and it really helps the podcast stand out so that others can find and enjoy it. And as always, I really do appreciate all the feedback, all the shares, all the support. So thank you. You're the absolute best. And thank you, of course, for just listening. I hope that you know and acknowledge just how far this past year and a half have extended and stretched you. And that growth like that is worth celebrating. I hope that you find that space just beyond yourself and the balance of safety and exploration as we all take in something from everything. Thanks, friends. Talk soon.